0: Hey guys, it's Elaine, host of Raising Deaf Kids, where we get weekly encouragement, education, and feel empowered to raise our deaf kids as hearing parents together. So grab your coffee and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast and happy Tuesday at the beginning of November. We're just getting into the holiday shopping season, which is why I wanted to bring this guest to you in particular today. On the show today, we have Allison and her son, Logan, And their family is an online store called ANCO. They created their small shop to help support their son, Logan's hearing loss journey, as well as creating a way to help others on their journey. And so through their shop, they hand make all of their items. They are such a talented family. And through their shop and the revenue that they get from their shop, they also support amazing charities with children with hearing loss and supporting the children and the parents, and they support all those charities through the purchases that you make. I have to say they have the cutest items to shop for, and they are all items that include AS signs and are functional and fun and also very hearing loss positive, I would say. And like I said, they are such a talented family. They hand make everything. And they are just amazing. Today, Allison and Logan and I talked about what it was like to find out your child has hearing loss at the beginning, how to find a community to support you. And we also even get into a little bit about owning a business and how to start a business with a family. And Allison, will talk a little bit about how the revenue from their business allowed them this year to purchase their first home and allowed them to like renovate their home themselves and so many other things too as well as support so many other different charities and I wanted to bring this to you right now because it's shopping season and they have really cute gifts they have really cute gifts and things that they can make in bulk for wedding season so you brides who are getting engaged if you know your- who's probably getting engaged over the holidays start thinking about Logie and Co because they can bulk make a lot of their things and some of their things are cute especially the succulent are really cute for like bridesmaids luncheons or weddings which she's done a lot of those as well and these would make really fun intentional gifts for people this year i love to shop small and i love to support other small businesses and allison and logan and their families shop co would be an excellent small business for you to support this holiday season so without further ado here is my chat with allison and logan okay welcome back to the deaf raising deaf kids podcast and we have logan and allison on the show with us today hey guys hi so just for our audience, Allison, you run an e-commerce business called Logie & Co. And you have Logan, who's with us, who has cochlear implants like both of my boys do. And probably like yeah. a lot of parents who have kids who are listening to this podcast. Is that right? Yeah, that's of right. Course. And
1: Logan, he's binomial. So he has one of each. He has one hearing aid and one
0: cochlear implant. Okay, that is great. Thank you for letting us know that. So first, I wanted to ask you, how is your house? So for the audience, Allison and her family, you guys just bought a house and rented it yourself. Is that right?
1: Yes. And it's about half done, but it's it's going so great. We were able to like rent out half of it at one time. So basically, we made all the areas that we wanted to be able to move in and live in ready and have the rest of it kind of tarped off. And then we're slowly working on that now that we're in the house. So we're really excited. It took a long time to find a house and be ready to do it. And now we are and we
0: love it. Yeah, I love that. Cause you and I were gonna do this podcast a little earlier and you were like, This is moving week for us, and you have two kids. And I was like, Yeah, that's a lot. We can wait, which is the fun part about podcasting, is you can do it whenever there's like no time frame. So I'm really glad that you guys could like get settled a little bit. Yeah, I'm really interested. Do you guys have you have a skill set that I do not have all right have y'all like renovated stuff before does your family know I'm just curious like how to do it because I would not know what the first step in this process my husband and I are not we're we're just not like handy
1: yeah we are blessed that my dad so Logan's grandpa he was in the woodworking industry his entire life and yeah and he's retired so we have him as our like main project manager that's helping us know how to do everything helping us do everything and it's wonderful because my husband and I and even the kids are learning how to do so much for our own house working with him but my whole life anything that needed done to our home or anything always just did it ourselves flooring painting making something whatever we we just do it together as a family which I love and then my father-in-law is also handy as well so he's been helping too and my mom and it's
0: I love that. And we're going to get into your shop a little bit later, but now I can see how your shop came about a little bit in making all of your, cause you make all of your like own things, right? Like mostly yeah. mm-hmm. that, that connects. It makes sense now. And we'll definitely get to that. But first I wanted to just share a little bit and like catch us up a little bit on your story with Logan and his hearing loss.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so his hearing loss journey, it started right in the hospital when he was born. We were lucky enough to have his hearing loss caught on the newborn hearing screening that they now do for every kiddo in the hospital, which is fantastic. But with that being said, it does only look at certain frequencies. And so it's interesting, his, his worst side, his cochlear implant side passed his newborn screening. And oh, it's wow. his, Yeah. And it's his hearing aid ear that failed him. So we're so lucky that it was found so early and it just, the the frequency that the cochlear implant side was locking in just wasn't caught in the hospital. But within two weeks of leaving the hospital, we had more testing done and then um, fast forward through many appointments. And then by three months, we had him fitted for his first pair of hearing aids. So, which was fantastic. We are just blessed. We caught it early and could start working with him right away. And then we started early intervention and we did that every week, teacher of the deaf yeah. <laughs> and a speech therapist. And just, we, we really hit it hard with him. And then we, his hearing loss is progressive. And so we started with the two hearing aids and basically every visit. We work with the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So it's a long travel. That's a big part of our journey that it was interesting with for all the appointments and things. With the kiddo, he needed to be tested for several hours, but a two-hour drive, and he would never nap in the car. It's all part of it that made it a bit challenging, but we figured it out. And so yeah, his hearing loss just kept progressing, and they kept upping his hearing aids every time we went basically and then the right side you know the hearing aid couldn't really be turned up anymore and they told us it was time for cochlear implants if we decided that and it was an easy answer yes for us he was two and a half and we were very prepared to move forward and so now his hearing aid side is turned up as far as it can go so at any time it may be time Second cochlear implant, but we're just kind of waiting and seeing and then seeing what's best for him if he chooses the second one or not. You know, we're just trying to learn as much as we can about that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely a little different because my kids both like failed their newborn hearing screening and had that, but they their hearing loss was such that they just need a cochlear implant. So was very <laughs> obvious yeah. their hearing aids did not work for them at all. And we like really didn't anticipate that they would. So this is a little bit of a different journey, which I love that, you know, you started with the hearing aids and they did work for a while and you kind of like progressed up to it. And I know a lot of other parents kind of have that too. And I know a lot of other parents have kids who have a cochlear implant and a hearing aid, you know, so I think that will definitely resonate. And I know I am, I feel you on the drive with having little kids. My third one is not like a car sleeper unless she's like really tired. And that made it really hard. When she was a baby. Yeah. i just driving like three hours to the mountains. And I know a lot of other people do that. We mean, you know, are thankful that like we live, you know, near our hospitals and stuff but even in my state I know a lot of parents who drive like one to two hours to come up for like speech therapy in our area and stuff so yeah I get that and you guys have done such a great job just you know getting all the resources that you can yeah. I was wondering do you have hearing loss in your family or was that is that something that you were prepared for or knew about or when mother was
1: born I wasn't
0: it Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a big surprise. Actually, we don't have it anywhere in our family. Now with that being said, my dad now wears hearing aids, but he is like 67. So we don't know if his hearing loss, you know, could have been part of something genetically or not, but we did do genetics testing. And we found that at least I am the one carrying the gene that was passed to Logan, both my husband and I got tested. And so it was me that passed the gene And then we do have a four-year-old son. And as of now, he does not have hearing loss. So it's, it's, you know, genes, how it all works. But yeah, it was a surprise. We didn't know what to feel at first. And then we learned what we should feel and what to do.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something that has come up on like, I think every single episode that I've done so far. And I have talked to a lot of parents, you know, whose kids had hearing loss and pretty much all of them like from birth no hearing loss in their family and I also just interviewed someone who has hearing loss herself but like all of a sudden lost her hearing when she was like 28 and in all of like every single episode the theme keeps coming up of there's kind of like an acceptance period at the (laughs) beginning which I I mean was true for me you know not as it was a little bit easier when my second one was born with the same like genetic syndrome and he had the hearing loss because we had already been through it. Yeah. It, it was definitely for me harder, you know, when I had the first child and all of a sudden they had hearing loss and like we didn't expect it because no one in our family has hearing loss either, Um, Yeah. you know, and there was definitely like a learning curve and kind of like an acceptance period. Did you feel like you, that was kind of the path that you walked or, you know, how did you feel? Absolutely. Like
1: spot on the acceptance period, I think is a really good way to describe that because at first, you know, you, you can't help but feeling like sad, like, and what does this mean? And we were new to becoming parents anyway, Logan's our first. So we were new to parenthood and then right away it's, you know, it's appointments, appointments, appointments. And you just kind of feel like you're alone in it because people hear about it. But we personally didn't know anybody whose kiddos had hearing loss then as well. And so it's like it's it's just so many different feelings. You don't know what it means for their life. And, yeah, it, you just you feel a lot. But it was OK. I, I learned that it was OK to let myself feel feelings I needed to but also quickly learned what I wanted my outlook to be on it what I wanted to feel from it and what I wanted to have what we you know just allowed in our minds about it and learned that it was okay and that the hearing loss world it's okay the hearing (laughs) loss world is a beautiful one and so quickly we just learned who we wanted to be in this journey and we got to learn a lot about ourselves through it as well so yeah acceptance like let people feel everything that they need to but also i encourage parents that's a big part of what we do with Logie and co we we invite people to reach out to us and we help them through this part too whether it's activation day or the beginning or anything but i just say you know don't let yourself get stuck in the the sadness part because this really is okay and yeah so I agree completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree and I like to just normalize that for parents because I think a lot of parents either I mean I know that I didn't really kind of go through like a grief period or whatever till like a little bit later because like both of my boys they need the speech therapy but they like their syndrome also caused them to be like small. So they needed like physical therapy. They needed like occupational therapy. And so as soon as they were born, I think, I, I think a lot of parents do this. It's just like appointment after appointment and you just kind of like keep going (laughs) Um, because you have to. Yeah. And there's so much going on that you don't like stop and kind of accept and think about it. And I think other parents feel like, you know, if they're sad because it wasn't you know what you expect for your kids and you don't know what you don't know when you are a hearing parent like we are and you didn't grow up with the same life experience like you don't know yet that they're going to learn to talk or they're going to learn to sign or you know that they're going to be fine they're going to have a very normal life because you have like a newborn baby (laughs) and you haven't been through that process yet and you know I like to tell parents that's not, you know, you're not being a bad parent, you're not, you know, not accepting your child the way they are, it just things turned out differently than you thought they were going to. But I 100% agree that the community is so great. So once you can like get through that grief and acceptance period, you can really show up better for your kids. And the community is so important. Have you guys been able to connect with other deaf and hard of hearing kids in your area?
1: We have, we, that was something right away that I knew I needed to do for ourselves just to, to just feel on alone, you know? So in our area, there was a program. I'm not sure through COVID if it's called something different now, but it was called guide by your side.
0: Mm-hmm. Hands uh, and voices. Is it with yeah. your hands and voices chapter? Yeah, yeah. I just went to their conference. Yeah. <laughs> did There's you right. say you did their conference? I did. I and I'm am going to upon recording this podcast. I have not, but I'm gonna like record a podcast with some of my takeaways. But I did just like last week get back from their conference in Michigan for like parents and professionals. Oh yes, and that was fantastic because we. So in North Carolina, we don't have a Hands and Voices okay. chapter, um, and so it was so fun. And they do have such great like deaf mentors for you know families I know and the guide by your side was something that they talked about a lot so I would love to know more about guide by your side because I think that's such a cool program yeah so I mean it was
1: that was really the first time that I would say I felt like I took a deep breath through it all I would say so There was a person who was like in charge of it for our local area, and she actually was like, "I'm going to come to your house, and we're going to talk through all of this, and I'm going to show you what you need to do to get started, what you need to do, and just show." Like she literally came in and was just like my guide. Like she, it was amazing. And not only did she help me know what was available in our area, but also like at the beginning, I'll admit I was so naive to having a kiddo who needed help in any way, I didn't know what early intervention was. You know, I didn't know that in my life. And I'm so glad I understand that whole world of it now, you know, so I was t- being told to go to all these appointments and do all these things. And for a little bit it mushed together, and I'm actually like a, very management leadership business minded person and i even felt very overwhelmed by that and i just was like whoa and like the stress kind of kept me from moving forward as quickly as i would have wanted to but anyway so she came in told me yes get on early intervention early intervention do this and then here are different things going on in the community and here are things you can do with logan even at this age to help him and that just set set my mind right and so they're fantastic and then they set me up with like a personal guide that I could like reach out to and talk with or email with anything going on, which was just so amazing. But then they had different community events through, through different, all different things, picnics, baseball games, like just different things that you would get together. And it's just a whole bunch of you together with all deaf and hard of hearing kids and adults and everybody. And man, it just helps you normalize it and just see how great it can be. And to share something special, actually, that happened at one of the guide by your side events was when Logan got his sign name. So it was so sweet. They, they had us all go to a baseball game that we were invited to go to out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And he was, you were only about a year and a half, I think. You probably do not remember the baseball game probably at all, right? no no there was a wonderful woman there who was deaf and she just was like laughing and giggling with logan the whole time just he was being his silly joyful self and she's asked if he had a sign name and i said no but you know we would be honored if you can give him one and she's like i just got chills she's like i just thought of the perfect thing and and she gave him gave Logan his sign name. Do you want to show her? We can, can describe what it is. Go ahead yeah. and do it. You can
0: show us too, because we can also <laughs> show this video to people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, the sign for
1: laugh is when you put your pointer finger at your cheek and just go like, you kind of like pump it upward. Yeah. But she gave Logan, since his name starts with an L, you do the hand ASL sign for L. You do the laugh sign with it on the cheek. And we do it twice because Logan is two syllables. So we do Logan right at your cheek. And it was such a beautiful, special moment that without this community of hands and voices or guide by your side set up, we wouldn't have gotten. It was so fantastic. But in addition to all of that, we are also really blessed with here in our county, we have a monthly potluck of families that get together and we, for the hearing loss community. And it's it's great. It's not super huge, but going through all different stages of his hearing loss, we can ask each other because we're all in different stages ourselves. And it's just, it's a family and it's fantastic.
0: I love that. I love your sign name, Logan. That's so cool that someone gave it to you. And that is something that you could only get by interacting with a deaf adult because only like a deaf adult who like really is fluent in sign language and grew up with sign language and understands that would be able to like, you know connect all of that together and like create a sign you know yeah. so I love it and I appreciate you sharing about the guy by your side because since that's not something we have in North Carolina you know I just kind of like learned about it when I went to the Hands and Voices conference and it was I mean it was fantastic just going to the conference because like you said you're around other parents with kids with hearing loss and you just like don't have to explain anything uh, <laughs> you know I mean like everyone like knows the language everyone knows you're like I have a kid who has you know found central neural hearing loss is bilateral and like you don't have to explain any of those terms <laughs> everyone's like oh yeah me too you know um, it's pretty amazing just, that you can do that. yeah yeah everyone just kind of like understands um each other and I love you know highlighting the guide by your side program because like a parent really just came along beside you like really did guide you through that process which is so important because you're right what like I don't even we did early event I mean some of the steps like I don't even remember because it goes fast and because you're new at it you're also a new parent if this is your first child which you know, was us too. There's a lot at one time because they want to get, if you're doing cochlear implants or doing hearing aids or they want to get those, you know, in or going like (laughs) as soon as possible. And so they really like throw you through and you're going to different things and it can be really confusing. So having that guide. So I definitely am going to link to Hands and Voices in the show notes. And I highly (laughs) recommend, I think you do too, if anyone like to look up your Hands and Voices chapter because they have some you know, absolutely phenomenal like resources for families. They
1: do. Oh. we have blessed to work with some hands and voices of different states through the shop. We donate to a lot to their different, you know, or programs that they have, or auctions, or different things. And then different people have ordered stuff to give to their team, and it's just such an honor to be able to do any of our products for anything that they're doing. So we'd love to see an active chapter in it. It's just so exciting. And it's all over the country. I know California has a really active one. And you said Michigan, just all different states. It's so cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Michigan. Yeah, I met a lot of people from like Colorado who had it. Yeah, they do. And it is a really great organization. And the organization was founded by two moms uh, who had kids with hearing loss. <laughs> so like, so cool. <laughs> they know exactly what, you know, what, who better to like, found this organization. And I love that, like most of the people who were, were like, were at the conference and were working in like the central organization, like they all had kids with hearing loss. And sometimes like deaf class, like other stuff too. And so it's not like they're just like giving you professional information, which sometimes like the professionals don't understand the parents where it's like, we're speaking two different languages, but they really, you know, most of the people that work there also had deaf and hard of hearing kids. So they do like know how to relate to as a parent, um, which is really helpful too. So I want to know. Uh Yeah. And speaking of what you
1: said, I remember my audiologist, his hearing aid audiologist early on said, get to know fellow parents in the deaf community. Speaking of what you said, she said, I know the clinical side. I know what you should be doing. But she's like, I remember a parent telling me when you're in the house and you want to get used to if they're calling for you, you don't say over here. You say I'm in the living room. She's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to know that as your provider, but a parent can teach you these differences and I've, I've never forgotten it shows the value yeah. and versus clinical both are very valuable
0: yeah no i really love that perspective and i want to know logan when did you start learning sign language It's probably it was, sounds like it was pretty early on because i know a lot of people listening may be thinking about sign language or thinking about at least like starting to learn some signs with their kids and it can be like a little overwhelming for parents oh, what do you think when did you start learning you remember
1: no what was it what's it called that we would always watch when you were super little
0: baby shining time
1: yeah that's a
0: classic (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) and you know what it's a classic for a very good reason you 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 loved it you you watched it a ton can you say anything about it that you liked all of it all of it it's not a favorite but it's all of it and do you remember who the main person is in it Rachel. Yes, Rachel. Yeah. So honestly, we were from a fellow family that we knew whose kiddo has Down syndrome was using baby signing time. And then once we learned about his diagnosis, they actually gave us their DVDs and said, we're we're done. Let's pass these on. And we just watched and watched and watched, didn't we? Yeah. 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 So honestly, we learned it as a family young, but when I say learn, it's a loose term. We're not fluent, but
0: we, the
1: same here. (laughs) We know a lot. I know how to communicate with him. I I'm sure I don't do it perfectly, but he absolutely loves it when you see it places. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's very special to us sign language. He asked me to sign a lot of the songs we sing at bedtime we use it across the room or just anytime we're somewhere loud. You want to say anything about sign language?
0: Does it help you, Logan?
1: Does it help you? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's so helpful, Logan. Logan, do you have a favorite sign? Do you have a favorite sign that you like to do? The I love you, one and a friend. One, mm-hmm. oh, those two are such sweet signs. My, we are same here. We're not fluent, but we are always learning a little bit more because my five year old is so hard of hearing, even with his cochlears, and so he actually doesn't really talk and he just signs. Okay. Um, that being said, we are not fluent in ASL, but we are like picking up more signs as he is at school and like learning along with him. And I love that you say that's a process and that's what other parents that have been on here have said the same thing as I think parents get really overwhelmed because it is learn learning, like if, if you're going to learn the full like language and system of sign language, it is learning another language and that does take time. I think parents are like, it's this is going to be too hard. It's going to be too overwhelming, you know, and they don't understand that you can learn it in phases, which most parents that I've had on have done just like you. They've learned some signs and learned some more signs and then put them together. And we do signs in English word order. So we don't do, yeah, the full system.
1: Yeah, the ASL word order started overwhelming us a bit. And I felt myself pulling away from it. And I thought, you know what? I don't need to do ASL word order for what Logan is needing for me right now. If it changes for his needs, I'll change mine. But for now, the English word order is working great.
0: Yeah, I love that. And Logan, my seven-year-old so I'm working my seven-year-old does spoken speech but I'm working on him and my two-year-old because they need to learn to talk with their brother and so he'll you know he did he does I love you but he does I love you three Aww. so instead so of saying like I love you too I know how he came up with it it was very cute that's so cute so <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, he likes doing that one too <laughs> Logan what grade are you in First. You're in first grade? I love that. Do you like your school? Yes. Mm -hmm. What are some things that your school does that is, like, helpful to you? Mm -hmm. Maybe your mom can help out, too.
1: Yeah. So what do you do every day when you get in? Can you talk about that? do my FM system. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. put my TV on. Mm Yeah, that's a big one. So your teacher wears it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his teacher, every day, she's phenomenal, wears the FM system. So the hearing goes right to both his hearing aid and his cochlear implant. We add a receiver on his cochlear implant that helps the FM system not only link to his hearing aid, but then that Mm -hmm. special allows it to connect to his cochlear implant.
0: Okay. So you can so you connected them to both your hearing aid and your cochlear implant. Is that what you just told me? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I did I did not know I'm learning something new because my kids never like had hearing aids past like what they needed for insurance. So right. I had no idea that you could connect it to a hearing aid. I think mean, that's fantastic.
1: Yes, it's so cool because
0: we at first thought
1: that he wasn't going to be able to have both streaming the same at the same time, you know, we're hearing both, but
0: Yay, Mom. Yeah, no. we we've
1: been do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And has Logan's school been receptive? Cause I know that's another thing. Parents are like IEPs school doesn't want to do the thing. You know, everybody has different experiences in different schools. And we, my kids are in a fantastic school. Preschool last year with my five-year-old was much more difficult with the county. <sighs> so it it, so we've you know had both experiences then with logan school have they been like receptive to you know helping him with his hearing loss helping him have better access like in the classroom with language what would you say how do you feel the experiences it's a lot it's good
1: yeah yeah Yeah, so it's, it's honestly been fantastic We were in one school district last year for kindergarten, and we just knew that a goal for our family was to get into a particular school district here that we felt would be able to provide the best hearing assistance programs, all of it, for him. They have a lot of hearing loss kids who have gone through the district. A lot was already set up. So that's what brought on our move. So now we're in that school district, and absolutely love where he went to kindergarten too last year didn't we they were so wonderful they couldn't better and this year it is so great he reached out to the teacher and asked about setting up a meeting before school started to just go over who logan is what his needs are for daily life and it was it was like seven of us in a room they got everybody together. I mean, his speech teacher, his teacher, the deaf, his teacher, his student teacher, a different person is for a special instructor. I was blown away by how they got everybody together in all the teachers' busyness and let them have time to just learn Logan. And it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I love that. That That is definitely helpful because I know a lot of parents ask like, or maybe you want to do that through the IEP the first time kindergarten is the hardest because it's kind of your first time going through it. And I remember yeah. that too. It's like, they ask you, what do you want for your kid? But you like, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Because it's new, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. there's kind of like a disconnect between like, they're like, you need to leave the IEP. You're the parent you're in charge, but you're like, I don't know what my kid needs because they've never been in school before. And I'm not deaf or hard of hearing myself. <laughs> Yes. That's where fellow parents came in. And I was
1: like, can you help me? Like, I know my kid, but like, what do I say? And uh, they really stepped in and really, helped me. and I was like, oh, of course I should say that. But when you're feeling overwhelmed, you, you can't grab it all. So yes, lean on your parents for that. <laughs> your fellow yeah. parents.
0: <laughs> yeah. Your parent. Uh-huh. Another reason to get that parent support group.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh-huh. do you want to tell them what the school just had me do in your classroom can you just tell her about that a little bit Do what for when i came in and read the book and- uh, yeah go ahead just tell her a little bit about it so on friday not last oh, friday. came in read a book yeah. about time language
0: so, and she also passed out presents. But <laughs> 10 presents. Yeah. That's the best. That are pencils. And she
1: also gave out stickers mm-hmm. inside the bag of the pencils. Yeah. And then we taught some signs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the book. Yeah. So we read a a, a book of all about hearing loss. It's Let's Hear It for All Miguel. Yeah, All Miguel. Yeah, and it's a fantastic book. Yeah. Okay. Um. Again, from a fellow parent suggested, we actually borrowed her book. It was just so cool, and now we wanted ourselves. But then, yeah, I I got to sit there and answer questions from all of his fellow students, um, and just open up their conversation because they maybe have been too nervous to ask logan what was on his head or you know you don't want any barriers between kiddos getting to know your kiddo because they see something different you just want to normalize it and say hey we're here ask the questions and the questions went on for like 25 minutes like they would have just kept raising their hands it was beautiful and i taught them three signs and by the time i was walking out of the classroom a kiddo had already run up to logan and signed his sign name, and signed one of the signs that I just taught. Yeah. Always what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I asked the teacher about coming in and doing it, she jumped on it, and supported it a thousand times.
0: Yeah, I love that. I've donated books to my kids' school, but I've thought about doing the same thing because I've lately been hearing about parents like you who have gone into the classroom and just done more awareness, which is fantastic that the school agrees. I find that most schools do. They're just busy. Like if yes. if you like take the initiative and volunteer and you kind of like plan it, and, like it's probably just like an hour, you know, out of their day. They're always looking for something to do with their children, yeah. <laughs> you know, some <laughs> type of activity that will help them. And I mean, it's so fantastic because I find, you know, kids at this age are so receptive to learning and they are curious and they're not like being mean, like they're not being mean. They just like want to know the information, you know, they want to know what they are because they've never seen them before. And usually when you tell them, they're like, okay. And they move on. Yeah. (laughs) And everything is fine. You know what I mean? Um, You know, which is why I love kids, but I love that because you are bringing awareness to the other kids about people who might need like different things from them mm-hmm. you know so maybe in the future like you know they meet someone who's in a wheelchair or you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a deaf or hard of hearing person and they just have the awareness that okay this person you know may need you know something extra have some extra challenges that like I can help them with you know yeah. what I mean yeah um
1: I gave the example to the class that, you know, Logan just needs some extra help with his hearing, but just like me, I wear glasses and I said, I need help. Everybody needs help in different ways. Sometimes you can see it. Sometimes you can't, but that's how Logan needs it. And I hope, I, yeah. I just think a little example can stick with kids because it's easy enough. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Logan, did you like that your mom went in? Like, were you embarrassed at all to talk about your cochlears, or did you like talking with your class about them? How did you feel about that? Did you like it, or? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Is it, does it help you when other people are aware that, like, you know, maybe they need to, like, look at you when you're talking or, you know, talk, like, a little bit closer to your cochlear or your hearing aid. Does that help you, like, hear and communicate better with people? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friends. Mm-hmm. And
1: but clusters. now we switch. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and what yeah, were you going to no. do?
0: I was going to ask if your friends take care. Well, I don't know. My kids have the mini mic from Cochlear. We have like the Cochlear brain. Um, so I don't know like what brain you have or if it's similar to it. But like, so my seven-year-old, his friends on the playground, like wear the microphone, Aww. which I didn't realize that the school was doing. And I recently learned about it by talking to another parent on this podcast. I was so so- I'm learning a lot from this podcast. I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. And then I asked his school, which is fantastic. I was like, can you let his friends like wear, you know, the main mic on the playground? And they're like, oh yeah, we're already doing that. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. But I thought that was a fantastic idea that I hadn't thought about until like last week.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're what you're Teaching your special teachers oh. wear, right? But does anybody else wear your, your gym teacher oh, does huh? not, not anymore? Because it was too echoey, you yes. know, that was trial like, for a gym, you know, we we're yeah but they've been so hard He goes they work of recess you don't the fm system you haven't needed it so as of now that isn't what he does but that's so cool i love that idea and i'm gonna remember for the future
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, like I said, I literally learned about that last week from another parent who was doing that. And that wasn't something that I had even thought about yeah. asking the school if they could do. And it's a really easy thing and makes sense. It's just that you don't know what you don't know. Once again, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So yeah, thoughts. Yeah. And I would love to talk a little bit about your shop, because what I love is that you have this shop, you know, it promotes like you know awareness of deaf and hard of hearing like people and it also allows you to be at home and do these things like go into your child's school you know and talk to them about awareness and just do the extra stuff which is really special too. But I would love yeah. to know a little bit about like how you got started what your shop is in case for some reason someone hasn't found you yet sure yeah.
1: do you want to say anything about the shop before I start before I start talking no no okay oh, yes yes go ahead I'm making oh my very own bag yes yes he's Logan's always been helping with the business and now he's starting to make some of his whole own products which we, we love. learning, yeah. for newer skills so yeah he's been doing working really hard and doing amazing, which is so exciting to watch. And a huge part of why I love the shop, just like learning that young and yeah, it's it's wonderful. So, but yeah, a basic overview of how we got started. So to just go through quick, our journey, basically when he was young, he also had EVA where any head impact could cause his hearing loss to go completely, they said. Any bang on the head, wrong. So, because of that, we had him in medical daycares while my husband and I were both working full time, and we kept not getting approved. They said that it wasn't approved. And so, any regular daycares we found said that they couldn't give too much attention to it just simply because there's only so many people to go around. So it ended up being that I I didn't feel comfortable anywhere, having him anywhere. And so unexpectedly, I needed to just stay home with him so I could be at all of the weekly appointments and be with him and work. And also we learned how much better he did with like speech therapy exercises in the morning and not later in the day after I'd be home with work. So we made the decision, the hard decision, actually, we owned our home and we decided to rent it out and move in with my parents just simply so we could go down to one income and afford it. Now that's obviously not necessary for everybody's journey, but just for us, we just felt like it was the right thing to do. And we were blessed with a whole separate area of the house. And, you know, we just had that opportunity. So we decided to take it at first. We felt really weird about it. We felt that people would think we failed or something, you know, it's not the journey we at all ever, ever thought of taking, but within weeks of having more time with him, particularly in the morning, we saw a difference and we just knew, nope, absolutely. This is what we're doing. We're staying with it. And we, we don't have a single regret. So it's a big deal that we recently just got to move and kind of restart. And it's so exciting. So the shop I created while we were in that with living with my parents. And it's so cool because if I wasn't with my parents more in the same house, I don't think I would have had enough time with them to learn everything needed with the word working and sit with my dad and go through things. And it was just all meant to be, you know, it's all just a path of unexpectedness that ended up great because we found ways to make it great. So anyway, That was our journey. And so the shop, yeah, we created the shop here at home. And we just started with small products that we thought would be functional and normal for families, but also with a focus of sign language. So we make a lot of wooden sign language signs. We cut the wood ourselves. We do everything 100% ourselves. But then we also have like items for kids too. Logan needed help with skills. Just part of what can come, you know, with different diagnoses yeah. And I'm like, I want to come up with something that he is excited to use. So we actually created like wooden, like kid safe, like wooden quote unquote knives, but like cutting tools, no blade, just wood. Um, And then from that, we made his own cutting board for him and different people heard about it and they wanted them. And that ended up being one of the main items we started when we started the shop. So it was all just kind of like organic beginnings, but I wanted something I could do to help support the family when they were napping or they were at bed at nighttime. And so that's just how it started. And um, slowly we've been growing from there and it allows us now to live in our own home and do that on the side or more than on the side. But (laughs) we've been blessed with a lot of, just a lot of opportunities of where we can have our products.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and i love that you took like a skill set that you already had which like it sounds like from your house and stuff you know you have a history of like woodworking in your family and doing these kind of like diy type things so that you could use the skills that you had to like build this business which i think is fantastic and it's not a skill that everyone has because i don't have it (laughs) i could (laughs) probably create it (laughs) but i just haven't
1: Yeah. I wanted to be whatever we did to feel like real, nothing forced. Like I wanted to be stuff I had super, a ton of interest in, but that was just like so real for our family. And so we've been able to keep it that way.
0: Yeah. I love that. How do you decide on your products? I know a lot of people, cause you have some unique products, which I really love and they're great for, you know, presents for, just everyone teachers especially so I'm just curious how you know how you like decide side on the products yeah that's
1: it's it's kind of fun it I but the, with the importance of what I buy it is always like a big thing I think of I won't I don't like things in the house that aren't for a reason or special or whatever so I don't like to just create things that just sit and don't give anybody joy. So it has to pass that. And it has to be something that as I try making it, are we enjoying the process of it? Is this something I'm going to want to do? And if it passes that, I you know, have the kids look at it. I have our friends look at it and just see if, yeah, if if we like it, if it feels like a good fit. Different products, like we make two different kinds of wooden ramps for kids. The one folding ramp that we make, that all started because of, like I said, the long distance hotel or hospital, like the children's of Philadelphia appointments for Logan. How we found his success was we would have to get a hotel nearby the night before mm-hmm. and then book his appointments for early that morning. So we had a lot of hotel stays with a little kiddo. So I asked my dad a long time ago to make any kind of ramp, anything that we could take with us. And from that came our folding wood kids ramp. So I love the meaning behind that. So we keep that one going. And then my four-year-old absolutely loves anything to do with cars. And so another thing I wanted to take on vacation, we have a magnetic kids ramp set that goes on your refrigerator. And it's just, as like, because I want it and it didn't exist. So we made it exist, you know? So we have connections behind so many of our products because it's something we Love. (laughs) I've always loved succulents. We do a ton of succulents. I'm not great with keeping things alive Mm -hmm. because of busyness, so we use a lot of small artificial things. And I want stuff that when I want to be able to go over to someone's house and have an easy gift to give, I create those. And yeah, so it's just it's got to have meaning and purpose behind it. I guess is the biggest way to describe it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that yeah the succulents I'm also not good at keeping things alive at this point in my life I mean I've killed the succulents in my house believe it or not I don't I don't know I just didn't water them (laughs) it's too too much we also have like a dog I just can't three children and a dog I can't keep anything else alive literally my plants outside the rain keeps them alive yeah But yeah, so I get you on the succulents. And I know those are perfect for, I'm sure people like maybe have ordered them. Like I see, could see like bridal showers or like Mm -hmm. weddings. I think haven't, have you done any of those? Cause I, I know that I've seen that you've done like bulk orders on some of those for like different events.
1: Have we made a lot of cork magnets, Logan?
0: Yes. (laughs) How many? Tons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going yeah. in for a Yeah. No, actually, yeah, that's so one of them that we make is a succulent, a little artificial succulent in a cork with magnets behind it. We stay in the back of the corks and we put magnets on it so they hang up nicely for you. So yeah, one of the biggest (laughs) things we do with our cork magnets is they're for wedding favors and bridal shower favors. And I love being a mini part of people's special day. But again, I don't want to provide wedding favors that people don't really care about, you know, people always say, oh, I'll just leave the favors, but this is something cute. You wanna come home and put on your refrigerator, put in your workplace or whatever, and people love them. So yes, we love it. (laughs) We also make them to go in your car now, like car vent clip, little cork succulents. And it just, I think succulents are so joyful. So I love the little like pop of joy you can add in people's car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love that. They are kind of fun. And yeah, I like that you aren't making an intentional like, you know, gift that I mean, I I can see that lots of like bridal showers and stuff would like use that, but it is like an intentional part of the shower. So it's not just something like you said that they're just giving their guests just to like yeah. give them something and they're going to throw it right away because we've all been to like weddings so i have done that you know, this is something that, you know, is a more like intentional fun gift that someone would actually use. And so I love just the intention behind that. And And, I mean, you- Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, I was okay. just going to say a
1: lot of brides like that. We So we also give back to charities with all of our purchases. We we fund three charities through everything, which is a super important part for us, right? Always giving back. So a lot of brides have commented that they like that their favors are, it's, you know, helping to do something good. So it, it's nice that you can have help people who might want to give and not know how, you know, a way to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where do you get the corks from? Like, do you buy them, or is this is this part of like the family? We just like drink a lot of wine. Is that? <laughs> I get asked that That's question. Part of- how the family helps. <laughs> we, we enjoy some wine, but not nearly
1: thousands of them. Um, yeah. It's it's you know, it's so interesting. The reason we even started messing with corks is my best friends and I had a yard sale one year before we started the shop. And she had this big bag of corks of like 200 corks and it didn't sell. And I thought, you know what, just keep them. Maybe I'll use them someday. And I messed around with corks and bam—that's how that product started. And I didn't know if anybody was gonna like it, and I just tried, and it took off on Facebook Marketplace—is how it started. But then since then, I have there's a person that recently that's local that would have different corks on marketplace available. So I started working through her, but then we bought out all of her corks. I think we bought like ten thousand corks from her over two years, and now fellow makers that I've gotten to know across the country are asking wineries in their areas for if they have corks and I literally have people sending me corks from all over and it is a great idea it's so it's so cool just like the people care to take the time to do it Um, but they'll tell the people like what shop they're being used for and they'll they'll send us corks I I just got a a box from a fantastic maker who's in Virginia and she just sent me this like giant box of corks and it's just I love the meaning behind that too so yeah <laughs> a little bit of everywhere yard sales thrift stores you name it we get them
0: <laughs> gotcha. yeah I love that and I feel like the I mean I'm not really in the maker community but and I've like heard about it a little bit I feel like it's a really great kind of like close-knit community too like once you you know kind of get in and start meeting people and same thing with the deaf and hard of hearing community you know the deaf adults that I have talked to have been so encouraging to me you know so welcoming you know I, I feel like when you just start making connections with people and just talk, you know talk to people like a regular person and yeah. you know just connect then you know people you know are willing to help you you know, it's do things and and want to help your business. You know, their business doing good. And They want to help other businesses too, which I think is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I've just found when you're looking for the good, you do find it. You know, you can look for the bad and easily find it, but if you just work a little harder, you find the good everywhere, and it's always just. It's just wonderful. Yeah, the the one group that's helping so much, it's called Blessing Friends Makers Market. I can't recommend it enough to people. It is the sweetest group of people. And we don't do like live sales. Like it's not who I've ever been. However, on that Facebook page, we, we started doing them. It took us outside of our comfort zone, but Logan does them with me. And they're the hugest supporters of Logan. And it's so nice. When do we have our next one? Next live sale? Yeah. Today. Yeah, we're doing a live sale. (laughs) And Logan's debuting his magnets on there that he's been working on. So just like what you're saying, it's like if you put yourself in a community of people, there's so much good to be found in it. And it's just our family motto is find joy in the journey. And we've just been able to do that so many ways.
0: Yeah, no, I can really tell you guys are such a sweet family and you guys support Logan and I'm sure support your other son, Cohen, like just as well. And you guys are just such a fun, positive family. And I'm so glad. I know we've connected like on Instagram and stuff. I'm so glad because we're both on the East Coast. We're not that far from each other. Uh, I'm so glad we've been able to get together and talk. I do have a question. So what would you say to parents or moms who like you maybe are staying at home and want to start some type of business either they want to make money or they just want to do you know something that isn't just being a mom all the time right because there is kind of a tension i find that too which is why i have like started the blog started the podcast that you know i love taking care of my kids staying home with them but i also have this other part of me that's like another person <laughs> know away from my kids as well and I like to do something that kind of like fills me up I guess you would say you know but I think a lot of parents think like you know you had two young kids when you started it you were in and out of appointments as well how did you find the time or how did you make the time (laughs) to Uh, get this all started because you have built a fantastic business but I I mean it took a lot of work I know it didn't just happen overnight
1: Yeah, I think the big thing is keeping like authentic to who I was and who, what was important to us, I think is a really big one because some people when starting, they just kind of look at for what's selling and just try to jump on it. And when that can work some, if you don't have your passion behind it, I don't think it lasts. So I just kept true to what I was passionate about. And then I pulled from help that I had around me, you know, so like my, one of my best friends, Erica, she helped me set up my website to start. And cause that was overwhelming to me, but she helped walk me through it, get my domain name, you know, basic things like that. My mom helped me get my LLC, you know, just taking time to figure out little part by little part. And the beginning did take me months longer than I thought it was going to. But I remember saying to my husband, if I could just make our family $50 a week or $20 a day, how great that would help make me feel. And, you know, we've been able to do that and it does feel fantastic. So yeah, just finding something that isn't everywhere. You know, if you're looking at actual products for a business, finding something that you're passionate about and, even if you see a, an already existing product, what can you do to it to change it, to make it your own that you have passion behind it? So yeah, I'll take like a rough idea and then work with, talk to people and then completely change it to be
0: ours. So Yeah. Yeah. No, I love those strategies. So it sounds like once again, community helps yeah. you. You know, you pulled in people. Um, you didn't necessarily have to hire people because I think people think, I can't do like a website. I mean, you know, tech does slow people down, you know, not everybody's great at it, understand. And then people are like, oh, I have to like put all this money into starting. They think like, you know, yep. I have to hire someone to do my website because I don't know how to do it. And it's going to take me three years or, you know, I have to hire someone to set up my email list because, you know, that's going to take me hours to do. And then before you know it, they they've spent like thousands of dollars and they haven't They don't even know if they have a good product. They don't they haven't sold anything. And it sounds like you did not do that at all.
1: We didn't. We didn't hire anybody. We haven't hired anybody. And we've just given ourselves grace as we go through it. And like I know I don't have the world's best website, but I'm okay with that, you know? And just yeah, like, no, I, a huge, huge thing was I didn't want to put money into inventory or like, I, I just started so little and like what you're saying and no, it wasn't a financial burden. I just did it very, very little. And I would highly recommend doing it that way. Like what you're saying, see if it sticks for you and for other people, you know, after know that two- you
0: might change mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's going to like evolve and you might like, start with something and then it may change something like completely different
1: Yeah, we didn't have earrings at first in our shop and then I was like I really want sign language earrings and then I came up with a way to keep our wood theme going and now I put all of our earrings on handmade wooden boards that we make and so it's like okay stay true to the shop We can make them together, but it's sign language. And now earrings are one of our top sellers. And I love it because I love them and I love how it started and yeah. Let yourself evolve. That's how you'll keep going.
0: Yeah. And And I love that your goal was to only make like 20 to $50 a day. Yeah. 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 Super little. Yeah. Yeah. That's so attainable because we see, I mean, social media is full of, you know, make seven figures, make, $5 million, you know, make six figures a day that, you know, and we feel like, okay, I just made like 50 bucks this week, you know, let's just say you made 50 bucks in a week. Like, and that's not good enough because I'm not, my business isn't a million dollar business and it's only valuable if it's like a million dollar business or or it's a $5 million business or it's, you know, a six figure business.
1: Yeah.
0: No. And that's overwhelming. And then people don't start.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Because they're like, no. how are you going to get to seven figures? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it. they don't do it overnight. Like, you know, businesses that do get there, they've been doing it for like 10 years or 15 years or, you know.
1: Yeah. And like, what are the costs of those businesses? You may be bringing in a ton, but, you know, if you have a lot of employees and a lot of other costs, you know, so there's nothing wrong with a small shop and actually keeping it small and just putting in, and you talked about the timing, you know, I just made it a point when I put them down for nap, I would start and do something. And then at nighttime, my husband and I will put them down for bed. And what do we do when you go to sleep, Logan? Do what? Logan shop everything, don't we? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, we're tired. We just want to sit and rest. But then most times we have the drive that this is so cool. Look what we get to do. And we get, and it's cool because in our marriage, it's something we also get to do together. You know, it's like our third leg is our shop. Like it's just, it's, it's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I love that that's something that you enjoy even after the kids go to bed. Cause my husband and I, after the kids go to bed, we, the thing that we do is we like pick a TV show to watch together. So we pick like a TV series or you know, whatever is going on. And so that's like our thing. But I mean, I think, and this could be like a whole other podcast. I know we're running out of time, but to keep that like marriage part going is great to have something to do to reconnect to like after the kids go to bed and it's just you guys. And that's so fun that working on your business is also that for you guys. And you guys have fun doing that together too.
1: And we do it while picking our TV show. So that's
0: fun too. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You can have both. I love that. I know that we are wrapping up, Logan. Do you guys do Halloween? Do you dress up for Halloween? Yes, yeah, um, um, what's your costume gonna be this year?
1: Yeah, she's asking you. Go ahead, sit up.
0: Let's get to the important questions. Bruno. Say it again. What? Bruno.
1: Bruno, oh, he's Bruno? From Encanto.
0: Yeah. We that
1: don't talk. Is- no. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about bruno.
0: that's right <laughs> love that i have not seen i mean i've seen mirabelle's but i yep. have not seen a bruno yet yeah Hope you guys post pictures about that because i would love to see your bruno costume because i bet you're going to be a really good bruno and i love bruno he's such a fun character
1: Logan absolutely loves dancing and music that's like a huge part of him it's it's a massive part of what makes Logan Logan and so he will dance an amazing dance to the entire we don't talk about Bruno song and so when we found a Bruno costume offered we thought oh he picked it out of a whole list of options that was his pick.
0: (laughs) I love that what is your favorite type of dancing do you have a favorite type? Just all of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were your dance classes that we did this past year? Do you remember what it was called? Irish. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, it's yeah. But I didn't get a second class. Yet. Yeah, we didn't do it again this time. Yeah. We, he was in Irish dancing classes at last I love that. Yeah. We just thought we'd start somewhere because we want to support his dancing and his love of it. But we have a mm-hmm. lot of shows at home nightly of him dancing for us and he's so good and it brings him a lot of joy so
0: (laughs) I love that how did you decide on Irish dancing because that's a really unique that's not something that everyone does but I like I love watching Irish dancing I think it's very cool that's not one that you know when people would be like ballet or tap or jet. you know monitor like those would be like the ones that would come up first I think so I'm really interested that Irish dancing came up
1: Yeah, for us, it was one that we could find a class that it wasn't all girls. That's a big Mm -hmm. thing, like younger kids and it is super girl like focused, which everybody says they take boys too, which is fantastic. So there's nothing wrong with that. It just tends to be girls do it more. But the hooli classes had a lot of boys in it too. And so that's what, sorry, the Irish dancing, it's called hooli Mm That's what we decided to start with. But then there's another one in the area that's just like regular, all different types of dancing that I think we're going to do next. So see where he likes it.
0: Yeah. That's very cool, Logan. I love that. What is your favorite Halloween candy to get?
1: Oh, good question.
0: I do not know.
1: (laughs) Do you think of one of your favorite candies? I do not remember. You like Skittles? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a parade, parade candy too. It's what a parade candy. Oh yeah, yep. We were at a parade and they handed out skittles. Mm-hmm. What else? What other candy do you like? Oh, <sniffs> well, tootsie rolls. Oh, tootsie so rolls. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're a gluten free family too. Oh, so, but candy a lot of times is gluten free. So
0: yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. these are two good, you know, solid choices
1: yeah
0: you know everybody's gonna have like a tootsie roll or a skittle so i mean i think that's a great great choice logan (laughs) logan is your brother gonna dress up too does he know what he's gonna be gonna be a skeleton oh that's cool Mm -hmm. i love that all yeah
1: he just wants a skeleton because there's the dancing skeleton song so he wants to be
0: a dancing skeleton yeah. fun I see you dancing Logan you're so fun <laughs> well that is fantastic I have kept you guys for longer because I just love talking to you and connecting with you guys you guys have been so fun and so encouraging yeah. to be on the podcast so I have one more last question for your mom Logan is I usually ask the guests like if they could leave our parents with like, you know, one or two, like last like tips or like pieces of encouragement or words, what would you tell our parents who are listening? I would just say
1: that I think it's so important to find your own drive. So when faced with something just parenthood in general, you know, what I've learned so much of it is Your kids will take from what you give them. So if you can find your motivation and find what works for you, really stick to it and really try to learn for yourself who you are, and that will help your kids succeed. So this whole journey completely taught me who I am. I was a different person before I became a mom, and I've just worked hard to be the person I am today. So find your voice, find who you are and find your drive and it will guide you through it.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. And what I love about the podcast is that we're basically all being parent guides (laughs) on this podcast, everyone. And you guys are definitely a part of that. And I thank you guys so much, you and Logan for coming on the podcast today. It was so fun to connect with you guys. I'm so glad we could finally like connect in person zoom (laughs) to actually see each other and talk to each other you guys are so encouraging thank you logan for being on our podcast thank you so much he woke up
1: this morning saying it's podcast day like he's so excited and we were both so excited so thank you you're our first ever podcast isn't she yeah so it's an honor thank you so much
0: thank you guys hey guys elaine back here for some takeaways from the show. And oh my gosh, on a scale from one to 10, how much did you love that conversation with Allison and Logan? I mean, for me, this conversation was definitely an 11 or a 20. Allison has so much information and so much wisdom from just being on this journey for a few years with her son. And Logan is so fun to talk to. He is mature for his age and really shows you that kids, you know, are so perceptive and understand what's going on and can certainly tell you the things that they like and they don't like. So listen to your kids as you're building the hearing loss journey and foundation. Listen to your kids and what they're telling you or not telling you. Here are the takeaways from this episode. Number one. At the beginning of a hearing loss journey, there is an acceptance in a, quote, sad period. This has come up in every single episode that we have had so far. It has come up organically. I have not led into it, but I did capitalize on it when it came up. But this is all a very normal part of the journey. You have to go through an acceptance in a grief period. And then when you do, and you get to the other side, you have so much capacity and it can help your child so much more. Number two, the hearing loss world is beautiful. And yes, it is. The deaf community is so great. The deaf community really does embrace you and your children. And I heard someone say one time that the deaf community watches out for each other and it's so true. And I have seen that just in the few people that I have met from the deaf community. And Allison and Logan have found the same with their local deaf community as well. Number three, find a community to support you. Hands and Voices is a great place to start. Number four, starting to learn American Sign Language or any type of sign language is creating a foundation. You are not going to learn the entire language in one day, one week, or even one year. It's going to take a while. So start with individual vocabulary words, start building that foundation with words. And eventually, if it's right for your family, you will get up and work up to learning the full system of ASL if you feel like you need to, but you do have to create that foundation first. Number five, education is key. Start spreading hearing loss awareness in your child's school. Just like Allison, you can go read a book and teach them a few ASL signs. So that kids start to become aware of people with differences and how to interact with those people and students that they see in their school. Number six, deaf and hard of hearing kids can dance and enjoy music. Logan loves dancing. And if you see some of the Logie & Co. Instagram, sometimes Allison will post Logan dancing and he's really good. He has got some moves. I am impressed. And apparently he really loves dancing and there is a weird, I don't know, there's weird information out there that says like deaf and hard of hearing kids can't hear music. That's not true. They can absolutely enjoy music and dance and have fun with that. Number seven, building foundations takes some time and sacrifice and some decision-making. Building a foundation and a business takes some sacrifice Building a foundation on hearing loss takes, you know, some decision-making may take some slowing down in the season so that you can get your grounding and get underfoot. And number eight, take joy in the journey. And this is something that Allison and her family exemplifies so well. You can just tell that they are a sweet family when you talk to them and that they really are joyful in every part of their journey. So those are my takeaways for today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you really enjoyed the conversation and enjoyed listening to Logan today. Since we are getting near the Christmas season right now, Allison's shop would be a fantastic small business for you to support this holiday season. I will link the website in the show notes so that you can go check out her stuff. Like I said, her Items, A lot of them are ASL and hearing loss positive. And these would be great unique gifts even to give to teachers or speech therapists or audiologists or teachers of the deaf, Um, anyone who works with your children in school or in any other professional capacity. These would be excellent gifts to give to them. And you would be supporting such a sweet family through your purchases, plus the other charities that they donate to as well. So I will link all of Allison's information in the show notes. And please go and consider giving their small business some love and some business this holiday season. If you've listened to this podcast for a few episodes, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will never miss another episode. If you're loving this podcast and you think of someone else who could really benefit From this message today go ahead and take a screenshot and send it over to them so that they can get the information about the podcast as well if you're feeling overly generous today or very generous you could also rate and review the podcast which just helps this podcast get seen by more parents and helps encourage and help even more parents out there thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week